It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. just watching. <laughs> Come on. Be honest with yourself. Would you do anything differently? We see someone in trouble and we wish we could help. But we don't. Greetings. Welcome to another episode of Tribe Radio. Uh... Tonight we are discussing Kick-Ass 2 and responsibility in film and art. And um, <clears throat> I'm your host tonight, Rock and Roll, and uh, my co-host, Jack Zero, is on the road. I'm not sure if he'll be able to, to join us tonight. And to be honest, this is what we are hoping to be um, a call-in show. We'd like to hear your opinions on Kick-Ass. Too, and also um, on responsibility in film and art, how you feel about it, how you feel about this show. And if we don't get a lot of callers tonight, then we'll go ahead and do this another time because really, I'd rather go hang out with my family and stuff right now. Um, <laughs> we thought this would be a really fun topic, and we've had a lot of people getting back to us in private message on Facebook about uh, Kick-Ass too. But really, I wanted to have an online discussion. So uh, if it doesn't look like that happens tonight, no problem. We'll do it another time. You guys will get me off the hook from having to sit here for 90 minutes by myself. Really, I don't want to give you just my opinion on it because it would be nice to have a counterpoint and uh, to hear some opposing viewpoints because I know there are lots. So we'll keep it on for maybe 10 minutes or so. And if I see uh, that we're getting calls, you know what? Don't be scared. Don't sit there and just, you know, our, I'll tell you, our, our listens reached 1880 last time. So there are almost 2000 people listening to these episodes. Um, a lot of that is from the archives. Uh, they can listen to it at their convenience at any time they want instead of on a Tuesday night at 6 p.m. on the West Coast and 9 p.m. on the East Coast. So we're happy that we're reaching that many people. But for a discussion like this, archives don't really work. We need to have uh, people engaged. So if you're listening in right now and you have something to say, don't be scared to talk about Kick-Ass. I've seen you all posting things on Facebook about how you feel that it's too violent 
or that it's irresponsible. I've also seen other viewpoints that say, oh, come on, it's just a film. So, you know, if you're if you're thinking that much about it that you're posting on Facebook and you're hearing me right now, then call in and, and uh, let's talk about it. If not, like I said, I would be really happy to have the night off and go hang out with my family and do this another time. So I'm going to keep an eye on the clock and... Um, Talk about something else for a few minutes until I see that we get uh, either a caller or um, someone who's texting me who wants to go ahead and chat about this. So, um, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sitting here reading notes. I had notes all prepared for my kick-ass two discussion, but I'm not going to go into those. And like I said, unless there's someone else who wants to sit and talk about this Uh, until then. I'm going to talk about Nation of Heroes because I feel like it. And this is our radio show, and we can do whatever we damn well please with it. And that's what you do anyway. And that's what I do anyway. Shut up, Nightbug. Uh, (laughs) And besides that, if we started talking about how we felt about seeing the movie and, and movies like this in general, we'd have to repeat ourselves for the next time we actually take on this subject with uh, more than one person uh, at the microphone. So rather than repeat myself, I'm going to talk about Nation of Heroes, which, and we can change that, like I said, anytime we get a caller, a caller can change that up. Um, Nation of Heroes, in case this is your first time listening, welcome, (laughs) and you have to fight. Blog Talk uh, has been our wide-reaching platform for spreading messages of, um, well, do-it-yourself messages, basically. We use Tribe Radio to help people stay safer. Um, uh, we help them live healthier, and we uh, just try to spread a little bit of happiness. It sounds hokey, but, you know, whatever. This is a cynical, awful, bitter, jaded world sometimes, and some of our hokiness is... is uh, welcome respite from um, a lot of the bullshit that's going on out there. And by the way, we do cuss on this show. So uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we do that. Um, Sorry. Nation of Heroes was fun. It was our three week. That's well, twenty five days. It was over three weeks. It was twenty five days worth of road trip across America and back. You know, it only takes 2,600 miles if you go from one end of America to the other in a straight line. But we did 7,700 7, miles round trip. So we didn't go in a straight line. We went in a crooked line. That's our MO. And we met people that we thought were doing heroic things. And we filmed the experience uh, for our documentary, Nation of Heroes. And I have been working with our editor to um, get the best of the footage ready for the documentary and to get the worst of the footage ready for our (laughs) outtakes DVD, which is probably going to be intimately more fun. Intimately, sorry, ultimately. (laughs) I don't know why I'm thinking intimately right now. Um, I see that Vector is also on the line right now. Let's see, Vector... I'm bringing you on the line right now. We're not going to discuss uh, Kick-Ass until we have uh, more people to discuss it with, but Vector, how are you? Fine. 
<laughs> well, besides that, Victor, it wouldn't be fair because you really haven't seen Kick Ass yet, have you? No, I've been Kick- talking about it. I've, I've been wanting to Kick talk Ass about too, rather, yeah. Right, I've been wanting to uh, discuss the whole responsibility in art because, you know, I do some art here and there, and I don't see why I have to be responsible if big time movies are not caring what kind of violence they throw into the mix or whatever. I don't know. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were about responsibility in art. Because if nothing mm-hmm. else, it gives us some time to talk about that and people decide whether or not they're going to, you know, man up and call in. Cause I know. I know. I we know you're posting, listening. Right? They, they they post up, but they won't, you know, they don't want to talk about it. And really, there's there, there are no wrong opinions here. So if that's what's holding you back. Me, bro. Wow. <laughs> exactly. If if you feel that you're going to be viewed as too political or or too moralizing, you know, to to voice your opinion, then you know you're being a wuss. Um, <laughs> but if you're going to post about it on Facebook, you know, we can all do that in the you know yeah. safety of hiding behind a. I'm sorry, I'm sitting here thinking of the things that I could actually be doing right now. Um, I love doing this radio show, but uh, I I would rather have an online discussion with several people. So, um, Vector, I I was gonna say that uh, if if you wanted to hear about that, I'm I'm torn between really just launching. I I honestly don't want this to be a one person tirade, uh, one person's opinion on on what's going on. I'd, I'd like to hear several different people. So I might save my thoughts for. Oh, we've got another caller. So hopefully. Um, caller, you know what? If you can hear us right now, you haven't hit the button to show us that you want to be online with us. That is button number one. So there you go. Wow, you're quick. So let's see who this is. Who is this? Hello. And welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Who who do we have hey, on the line? Hey, this is, this is Travis. Tra- one of my favorite people. I was working... <laughs> oh my goodness, Travis! Let me let me tell you, Tra- Travis is uh, Tra- Travis Heisel of the Legacy Initiative is, and, and I know it sounds like initiative, no relation yet. Um, we're working on that, but uh, they are wonderful people who um, grassroots movement, can I call it? That that yeah. Uh, yeah. they do so many different things like community gardens and such. But what what we met them through is their they're feeding the homeless um, efforts. I mean, they feed, when I say feed the homeless, they don't make like 25 sandwiches here or there. When we did Project Hope a couple, God, Travis, that was only a few weeks ago, like two and a half weeks ago. They brought out 1,100 burritos, nice, warm, and tasty as hell. I can attest to that. (laughs) Travis. No, we try. We try. Man, dude, you guys succeed. So uh, it's wonderful. We're trying to hook up with Travis for a winter um, Signs of Hope event here uh, in Cali, which would be fantastic. You got to stay with us, by the way, Travis. There, there you go. I just threw that. Burritos out. in the anyway. winter. Nothing like burritos in the winter. Right. Love to figure that one out. <laughs> um, but so thank you for calling, Travis. So did you want to voice in your opinion on this whole? Kick ass too. You topic? know, I've been I've been working a side job for the last while, so I couldn't call him last week, and I'm doing that again tonight. Mm-hmm. But I just thought I'd 
push pause for a moment, take the time to call in. I have not seen the movie. Oh. And I'm not sure if I want to. I the first one, eh, it was all right. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I'm cool with, with it encouraging people to go out and uh, and be reckless and uh, take the law in their own hands, especially without training. It's I don't know. But I can't really weigh in until I've seen the second one. Well, you know the fact that you just said all that. Um... You probably made the points that I was going to take, you know, how much time to make. Um, because you worked alongside when we did that that uh, handout that I was just talking about a couple weeks ago. It was at Project Hope, which is a real-life superhero event. And once a year, that's the biggest event so far on the books with real-life superheroes. It's Project Hope. And there were, what, like 50-something of us again this year? So these real-life superheroes are being depicted in, uh, I mean, that's what Kick-Ass is. He's he's trying to be a real-life superhero, right? So when we talk about responsibility in film and art, um, what you just said, that just summed up everything I was going to say, was that it's, it, it is escapism, it is fun, it's very, it's it's lightweight and silly, yes, but it's also completely, completely and overwhelmingly irresponsible. Yeah, and, my um, concern is that it's uh, that it's going to encourage some bad behavior. That's just going to it's going to lead to some knuckleheads uh, doing stupid things, and it's going to bring the whole movement down. But I really like what people are trying to do, but that's that's my fear is that it's going to promote you know, some bad behavior that's going to cause harm. I but wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me let me talk about if I if I might uh, the when I was talking this with a coworker who has seen the movie, uh, because I was educating him on the fact that, that the first movie really did inspire people to go out and actually fight crime dressed up. And he's like, wow, that's, that's pretty incredible. And, and I was also thinking about the fact that even the first kick-ass, it's, it's based on the fact that, you know, kick-ass himself, like he's, he basically dresses up and runs out because something extraordinary did happen to him. He just didn't suddenly wake up and decide to do that. He was, what, he got, he got, uh, didn't he get like an injury that caused him to not feel pain or was that after he got the crap beat out of him? Like I forget what that, that was. After. I think that happened after. After, okay. yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. He started so, off kind of right off the bat posing the question, how come no one's ever tried to do this in real life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the answer hits him in the face, and then he's given a reason to continue. Otherwise, I think the story would have ended right there. Oops. Sounds like Travis had something to say. Oops, sorry, I just bumped my phone. <laughs> oh, no, 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 uh, no problem. No, I agree. I absolutely, I wholeheartedly agree with that point, that uh, that it, there is some positive that it, it could be inspirational. I just, my hope is that it inspires people to be to get out, get into action, but do so responsibly. That's, that's uh, it. That's what I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> that you know, that's exactly it. That's the whole my whole point of this. Um, and you're gonna okay, you're gonna hear my side is that, uh, you know, people there's still people. If you ask, just like your coworkers, Vector, they have no idea that there are real life superheroes out there. You know, in the real life superhero community, and I'm gonna call it that for lack of a better term, the movement, the community, whatever. Um, they believe that everybody knows about them or else they believe that many people know about them. You know what? The majority of people don't know about them. 
you can I can walk up to ten people on the street right now and ask them, do you know what a real life superhero is, or have you heard of the real life superhero movement? And they'll look at me like I've got lobsters coming out of my ears, and rightly so. Um, there are how many billion people in <laughs> on the planet, and how only how many hundreds of RLSH out there. So um, with, with Kick-Ass 2, they're going to be hearing more about it. I mean, but they'll still believe that it's only fiction. You know, they really will, um, a lot of them. My my concern, and people are saying, you know what, what why are you so worried about that? You know, the, it, it won't necessarily – movies don't always drive people to do something crazy, and it's only the few, not not the majority, that are doing something crazy. Well, the thing that concerns me, being a part of the real-life superhero community um, – and yes, initiative, regardless of whether we call ourselves Exalt or RLSH, we are part of the real-life superhero community. It'd be foolish not to think that we're not. Um, but the, the, my problem is that, that it, with the people in the RLSH community watching, or people who are thinking about becoming real-life superheroes on their own, those are the people I'm worried about, and the numbers keep growing. And the reason I'm worried is because they're the ones who already have trouble distinguishing fiction from reality by the mere fact of their existence. You know, so many of them can't distinguish between reality and fiction. You know, the ones who go out there and claim that they're, you know, we know people who go out there and claim they have superpowers and we know the ones who go out there and actually believe that a plastic mask will stop them from a bullet in the face and we know the ones who are out there who believe that you know three hours of taekwondo training will help them take down a drug house wake the fuck up people that's not reality and that's what scares me because movies like this it doesn't thank you arnold it doesn't work that way see arnold knows he gets it Knows Billy Idol gets it. Um, anyway, it's it's that 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 really bothers me. I mean, I for escapism, it was fun as hell. I won't lie, it, it was a lot of fun. At the same time, it was it had so many chances to be responsible. I mean, it it said so many times, and we kept hearing these constant speeches of. This isn't the real world. This isn't the real world. You know, the real world is cruel. The real world is mean. And then we're supposed to laugh off an attempted rape. You know, things like that. And the heroes keep contradicting themselves. And then their definition of heroism keeps changing according to the needs of the plot. That's that's what I had trouble with also. It's it's like first the the definition of heroism was make a difference. And then it's lie to your loved ones. And then it's beat the crap out of people, you know, beat them to a bloody pulp. It's heroism kept changing in the movie. And I, to believe that this won't inspire people to do crazy things is, is to be very naive. I've already seen two posts where someone has said, Hey, I just watched kick-ass and it inspired me to go and create a group out in the so-and-so. Does anybody have training? And that by itself, I'm thinking, oh my God, really, dude? <laughs> Have you ever dealt with a real drug dealer before? I mean, if you had and you crossed them, you'd be dead right now. You really would. So, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. I've got two other people on the line. Go ahead, guys. 
You're oh, good. Oh, I'm going to have to get off the line anyway because I've got to go get back to work. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just had to call in and say hi to you guys. And no, thank you. And you know what? Uh, we can post stuff to our Facebook page on Tribe Radio. So if you go see the movie and you have opinions about it, I'd love to I'd post your opinion on Tribe Radio just as a follow-up to, to somebody who actually went in and saw it. So, so thank you so much for joining us, Travis. I appreciate you taking the time. And, and we'll talk about those wintertime burritos at, in a future show. Uh-huh. That sounds Thanks, good. Travis. We'll uh, get hold of me and we'll uh, we'll work that out and figure out what it's going to take to make this happen. Thank you, Travis, Alrighty. for the legacy Take edition. care, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Take See you later. See you. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone we're familiar with put up a pretty interesting review. Not really a review of Kick-Ass 2. But it's more interesting because of who it comes from. Oh, I, I you know what? Did you I, I, you know, I did read it earlier, and thank you because I meant to refer back to this. Yeah. So we have guests listening in. So um, from the real life super villain world, we have I, I like him. Call me crazy, but um, I like him. Every now and then, he really um, out of the ballpark for me. Uh, other times he gets on my nerves, but I know I get on his too, so it's a symbiotic relationship. Uh, Lord Malignant posted something um, today and said, Kick-Ass 2, the sequel to the movie that started the whole RLSH movement. He's kidding. He knows it really didn't start with Kick-Ass 2. One liked it. Important messages. Heroes die when they confront crime. Dr. Gravity at the end, no costume, doing the right thing. Families and loved ones of heroes always pay the price when crime is involved. Police will crack down hard wherever superheroes are suspected of justice shenanigans. No matter how much training he has, he still gets beaten up in every fight. You know, and and that makes sense to me. And if you disagree, please call in. Oh, we've got another caller, too. Hang on two seconds here. Oh, here, I got it. You got it? I got it. Oh, caller, who's this? Hello. Hello, who are you? Hey, hey, it's Moon Knight. What's up? Oh, just one of my favorite Moon guys. Hey, Moon Knight. Hey, I'm, hey you'll never I'm guess where I'm calling you. from. The theater? No, from San The toilet. Are you what? Yeah, 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 I'm in Oakland right now. Oh, oh. my God. Okay, this is really, we're so, Trish. that's right. You moved here for school. Yeah, so. Which uh, means we uh, got to. We got to hook up and do stuff with you. That's all. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, but back on the kick ass topic, yeah, I to I totally uh, agree with you that they kind of blew what we actually do in real life a little bit out of proportion. But there was some truth to the movie, and I kind of like saw this from just a overall perspective that uh, in the beginning, heroes that what what we actually do we do. Uh, sorry. We do good things until some motherfucker ruins it for the rest of us, and the police are all after us. Right. So I, I so that yeah, basically sums up most of the movement. <laughs> you know what? That was I. I love that. I love that little double entendre there. You know what? And hang on two seconds because I'm gonna get back to what you said. I for am sure. welcoming this other caller. Hey, other caller, who are you? Hey, uh, you can call me Rhymes with Uncle Lotus. Rhymes with Uncle Otis. <laughs> okay, hang on two seconds. Okay, we're getting right back. You're still on with us. You're going to be um, live with us, but we're going to get back to what uh, Moon Knight was saying. 
You're absolutely right, Moon Knight. There are a lot of really good people out in the real-life superhero community who go out and they do the homeless outreach. They do you know, the streets just keeping an, an eye on things, not necessarily wanting to be a, a freaking cop and not necessarily sure. wanting to beat the shit out of any, any perpetrator they might see. Um but then there's one, like you said, motherfucker, and if you haven't seen the movie, that's a major uh, person. Spoiler. Spoiler, his name is Motherfucker. Well, you knew we were going to talk about movie people, so if you haven't seen it yet and you you listened in, that's your bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's true. It takes one person, one person getting hurt or getting stupid, and it makes the re- that's what makes the headlines. You know, not yeah. every freaking sandwich that you guys did or not every time. Like, Moon Knight, I know you've helped stop crimes, and I know you've helped people out there on the street. Do we ever see that in the paper? No. Yeah. You know? No. You know what you're going to see? You're going to see when some dumbass goes out and a loaded gun gets, you know, discharged accidentally. So yeah, that's what um, Amer- Americans love, a little gossip here yeah. and there, a little controversy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got Rhymes with Uncle Otis. You came in, and I'm going to bring Temper in on here because I know she's holding. So Rhymes with Uncle Otis, you are on. You can let us know what you have to think about, to say about this, rather. I just think that a lot of uh, people all over, not just in America or anywhere, but whenever it comes into terms of uh, criticizing art, and criticizing doesn't necessarily, that word doesn't necessarily automatically have a negative connotation you know a, a critique a critique True. is just uh this is you know let's look at this piece and examine it uh critiques are usually done best by people that are actually in a field you know what i mean like uh, a, a great critique is from someone who actually knows the, the process of the piece like a a, a good critique from a great painter of a painting is going to sound a lot different than a critique from a uh, guy who writes articles in which they critique stuff. And that's what oh, his I, profession I, is. I hear what you're saying. So, so, so from, it'd be better. From, so from, oh, a creative, from a creative standpoint, from a creator's mm-hmm. standpoint, it's mm-hmm. a pretty, pretty, pretty picture. Like the color palette is great. The visual direction is great. The storytelling is wonderful. Uh, the acting, uh, with as far as... Uh, that art form is concerned. I feel like the kid that plays kick-ass kind of breezed over, I just lost my dad. You know what I mean? I don't don't think that kid was really cut out for that kind of emotional output. Mm -hmm. So he kind of, I didn't feel too emotionally connected to his feeling about his father's passing. Uh, But that's an acting thing, whatever, you know. Uh, the, the, The design stylistically is great. I love the minimalist approach to things. Like, the costuming is very minimalist. It's not... There's some padding going on, but it's not overdone and gaudy and ugly. Uh, and it's not bulky looking. And uh, the the movement, the choreography is great, obviously. Uh, fun. I think that the whole thing, uh, if you take out all, all, all of your... All, anybody, not just you. When I say the word your, I mean it in a, as a broad generalization. Um, so when you take out your, like, oh, this is how it affects uh, my experience. My, I'm relating my experience to this thing. But if you take that part out of it, it's really just in the spirit of fun. It's like any kind of heroic fiction uh, with a light heart. 
and okay, yeah, so people die and there's tragic things that happen and crying and all this like stuff, like uh, you know, someone's leg head gets chopped off and stuff, but there's like a comedic undertone to the whole thing too. It's a dark comedy, sorta, of, but there's a, there's a, definitely a spirit of fun, and it's alive in the color palette. It's alive in the storytelling, uh, the dialogue. It's pretty, mm-hmm. you know, snappy and quick, like punk rock. It's got that same kind of tempo. It's a little, it's a little homemade looking, you know. It's a little underproduced, but at the same time, they work really well with the materials that they had to, to work with. So, in the spirit so- of fun. I have to appreciate something like that. I can't take uh, take it and turn it into, oh, it's going to affect this person in that way and that person in that way. Uh, if we want to talk about the responsibility of art, we might as well start rounding up artists and locking them up, you know? <laughs> um, you know what? I agree and I disagree. And I, but everybody's first. Oh, Ralph, put me on. So, yeah, I know. You're on. <laughs> Whoever just said that. I'm on. Yeah, is that Eden? I'm on, really? No way. Yes. Yeah, and I know that Temper. <laughs> oh, Temper shit. Eden, Temper, I just put you on. Don't worry, you didn't say anything bad. So. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Temper and Eden. You. you caught me by surprise there. <laughs> well, we're on the same. We're on the same time. Jeez. You're on the same. Temper and Eden, all, all I heard from you, Eden, oh, was. Oh, this is problematic. That's, that's all. No, no, it's 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 not. You guys are, go ahead. No, on. I'm I'm totally kidding. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I think it's important to note that you know, uh, y- yes, it's um, it's it, it is it, it's it's entertainment media at the end of the day, but it's also really important to note that especially you know in in the modern world, entertainment media plays a huge huge role in social conditioning, and you know people who are exposed to this at any age, you know, like like you said, it's going to hit home differently for. For every, for you know, for different people, like like uh, rhymes with Uncle Otis said, but um, it um, you know, it's it's it really at the end of the day, it, it's not just entertainment media because, like Rock said, it does influence people to want to go out there and not and and make the choices that they think are right and act in a way that you know, it, um, it, it's 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 unsafe and it it really is it, it's more than just an entertainment in so many ways. I think that is the second. Um, to kind of piggyback on Eden, the second that you say, yeah, it's a dark comedy, and but it's all in the spirit of fun. Like, really? Is that is that how we kind of, like, slip it in there? Because the second that you start doing that, you start excusing the fact that, you know, that they're kidding about, they're making light of raping someone in one of the scenes. They're making light of chopping off body parts and... How are they making light? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're not, how, how, how is an evil person raping someone making light of it? It's a clear message. Evil no, it is. will do things like that to a person. I don't think for... I didn't feel like at any time during that scene was there anything funny, light, well, uh, relatable, well, from or anything like that to it. In the greater context of the movie, though, it, 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 it kind of does hit on that note. Well, was that does, part even in the original comic book? Does it I've matter? Never, the, the kids aren't going I mean, to be reading the original comic book necessarily. If they're going out to see the movie, not everybody goes back and reads the comic book, which is about ten times more graphic. I didn't read it. I, I've never read the comic book, but I, I, all I know is that like uh, most of the movies based off the comic book, which wasn't really expected to be much, except just a you know a story that might sell a few copies. 
I I really don't think they anticipated uh, the movie actually being this big from the first. And that's okay. I think that that you know we get a lot of Hollywood hits that that do that. Things like Titanic, they really didn't expect it to be the largest grossing film of all time. But when you go into this is the the material that we're presenting, and we're specifically marketing it to teenagers who are already impressionable. I don't know if you you know happen to know any, but um, last I checked, I I was. And all of a sudden, you're putting in rape is funny. In that scene, he gets a little he couldn't get it up basically and turns and tries to make that work and everyone in the theater was laughing now that when I hear laughter I hear oh it must be funny and that wasn't funny to me that isn't something that I think that I would want my boys to look at and say oh that's that's totally okay we don't take your kids to go see kick-ass too I mean that's just retarded right from the rip <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you're a responsible parent, exactly. You know, I want to I want to interject something here. I, I where rhymes with Uncle Otis is coming from. We all want to be able to laugh at this. We all want to go because you know I I like dark humor, and I like you know being able to go yeah beat that person's butt. You know when I understand the difference between satire and nihilism, this movie didn't quite understand the difference. It did, never found the line. It, it had a chance to, um, and I'm not going to lie. There were parts of it that were really funny and really fun for me to watch, but, man, there were so I guess, many. I guess dark, dark humor is a misnomer uh-huh. here. I don't know really what you call it, eclectic. I don't know how to bill it. It's it's kind of the storytelling style stands alone. It's not really precedented. Uh, look at a movie like Super. Like, if you watch the preview on YouTube for the movie Super with uh, the guy that plays Dwight from The Office. I don't know the actor's name. Tree something. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The movie yeah. Super? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's, a, it's a smaller film. Like, it's on Netflix somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, so if you watch the preview on YouTube, the movie is definitely billed as comedic. But when you watch the movie, it's very tragic and very, like, like there's parts where I straight cry during that film. And, you, you know, it's like, oh, someone's using... It doesn't glorify heroin. I don't feel like it glorifies murder. I don't feel like it glorifies assault. It's a story about a very troubled man and how he reacts to the situation that he's in. And I think that any time you deal with superhero, the superhero icon is lost. The idea that that is a troubled person is lost on the public because of marketing. You know, you want to sell toys. So it's like, oh, Batman's great. Look, Batman's real fun. Batman's a freak, a tortured freak who reacts to his situation in a very poor way because he's got way too much money and time. Yeah, but look how he's glorified as a hero in the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. You know? And that but and that comes down to the matter that it's more than just entertainment because they're trying you know, every every form of entertainment media, you know, they present to you a protagonist or an antagonist and when they when when they put a face to a concept, you know, it really it it makes people associate certain certain uh certain concepts with certain decisions or, 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 or actions and reactions. And that's, so really, that's, really the unfortunate thing is that you have too many people that are not sophisticated enough to digest a story for what it is. Welcome to the that's modern really, world. That's really like what the <laughs> – that's not just the modern world. It's always been that way. There's been sophisticates and those who are not. I mean, I can, I can go to see any kind of story, and I 
process it as a story. This is a story that I'm seeing. I don't go watch... Uh, I, I'm not big on slasher films. I'm big on supernatural horror. Slasher films don't really cut it for me. Uh, but supernatural horror actually scares me. But I could watch like a slasher film and I have no inclination whatsoever to go out and emulate that character uh, at all. Like I have no... There's no relatable matter between me and the character. You know, well, you have relatable moments with, with with you have relatable moments with characters when a writer writes a relatable moment. Uh, someone loses a loved one and they cry. You cry. Someone wins a race and they're triumphant feeling. You feel triumphant for the character. But beyond right, that, I mean, if, you're, if you're if you're going out, and how is that any different from watching a movie and, and feeling the same thing? Yeah, you know, rhymes with Uncle Otis. I think the problem is that um, there are people who have, not like you, like I said, um, people who have trouble distinguishing between, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And so many of those are, are youth right now. And we know that this movie was targeted to very impressionable youth. And I want to find the fun, and I want to know that kids are smart enough to to know better than this. But unfortunately, I just watched the news today. And uh, three three young people, 15, 16, and 17, just killed an Australian university student in Oklahoma uh, just last week. And you know why they did it? For the fun of it, to see if they could do it, because they were bored. And they posted on their Facebook, bang, two drops mm-hmm. in two hours, because they and tried there to was... shoot another person. Yeah, I mean, and there was a case uh, a couple years ago, this 15-year-old girl murdered, like, her 9-year-old neighbor and wrote about it in her journal and the enjoyment about it. And that was, like, the first thing you heard about when this girl was caught was was her doing it for the feeling and her and her explanation of the feeling. And that there aren't, there aren't, you know, the kinds of people who, they're, they're, the people who know the right from wrong are in the, the very, very, very small minority. Uh, what I'm wondering is why, why, when did we start putting, you know, the value of entertainment over the value of protecting each other and of being a, a well-meaning society? When did it become about, well, it's just a show. I just want to watch whatever I want. I'm like, yeah, technically, you know, it would be nice to be The birth of reality TV. It, it yeah, gave well, a more actually, human yeah. appeal to things and, it, it, you know, it, or a more human side to entertainment you know, something that people could really touch base with. And that's why you see, you know, that's why, I feel like that's why a lot of the most popular superhero movies are, you know, do well nowadays is because it, ha- it adds that sense of of of, of, uh, of common ground with people in, in at least one way, just one way, you know, to, to touch somebody, to get them to think, well, if I can relate to them in that way, there must be so many other ways that I can feel fulfilled the way they feel, you know, fulfilled, you know, as 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 a as a, a, a person or a character. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's the, the 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 cost of accessible information it that that's the cost what all that stuff you just said. You know, we we have more access to information now than we had when I was a kid. Uh, oh, absolutely. When I, the first time I found superheroes I I was looking for them. They weren't up, popping up on my Facebook feed. I didn't have a Facebook. Are you kidding me? I didn't even have a cell phone uh, when I was a kid. When I first found the superheroes, uh, it was quiet, and you had to go looking. And it wasn't kids; it was adults. And now it's like people on Facebook. The parents are like, "Oh, I want my kid to come out on patrol with me, and let's 
talk to 17-year-olds online because they're wearing a mask and they have a code name. Uh, I think that's highly irresponsible. And then they defend it. They say, oh, they need guidance. No, you need to leave them the hell alone. You're grown up in a costume, uh, putting, you know, walking down some of the darker corners of the of the city, and you, you don't really need to be in concert with... Uh, with minors, period, or even an 18-year-old or too impressionable. I didn't strap on a mask until I was 25 years old. I agree that it, there it comes a responsibility, <laughs> that there comes responsibility. With, and that, that's part of the argument here. I, I want to be able to laugh at this stuff and go, um, and just leave it at that. But, but I guess what we're looking for is maybe a balance uh, so the society knows, you, you know, we're, we're looking for – Something to help. Yeah, I keep coming back to Nation of Heroes <laughs> to show kids that you know what this is. This is just a joke. This is not real. And that whole uh, yeah. reality TV, uh, you know, episode of life just changed everything. Kids can't tell the difference between reality and you know, parents need to do their yeah. job. So, All right, so to the to the point of of what mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Lotus was saying. He was saying originally you couldn't find people online. It was only a few adults and not so many kids. Now it's the opposite. So that brings up the point of possibly if Kick-Ass, the original movie, inspired other people to come in to the community and, and find them, go looking because of a movie that inspired them to go out and do such a thing, even though if you think about it from an artistic point of view, the people, the filmmakers, may have actually had a statement saying that, hey, if you dress up like a superhero, watch this movie, because this guy basically found two other superheroes, and the dad of the, of the girl got killed at the end, and he got his ass kicked, and horrible things happened. Is it really worth it? Question mark. Yeah. The second movie comes yeah, okay. out, right? So the second movie mm-hmm. comes out, and you have what I understand, having not seen the movie but talked about it, Tell me if I'm wrong. You've got basically, okay, so the the few superheroes are from the first movie. Now they find a gang of other people who are inspired by their movements. Now you have a gang of superheroes going out, and they find what? A gang of supervillains, right? So at the end of that, what is the outcome of that, and what question does that spark at the end of that movie? And do you think it was totally missed, or do you think you're going to have a second output of people running up to these superheroes and missing the point of the film? What do you think happened? Oh, we already see what's happening. We already see that it's inspiring a whole new group of people to want to mm-hmm. put on a mask and go out. Well, what, and, I mean, do you, you know. But do you think the movie had an alternate statement that is missed? If so, what was that statement? Yeah, or was I, it do purely believe you're, I believe you're on to something there because there was a lot of tragedy, you know. Uh, the guy that kick out, I don't, I don't want to throw spoilers out, but whoever saw Not the good. film go for understands it. that there was a lot of, tragic stuff that happens to the characters. Even the surviving characters, they did experience uh, some emotional realizations. Yeah, they did. Well, absolutely, and, and... but I feel like... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Eden. No, I just... I, 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 I agree, but I kind of feel like we're dancing around the point because, again, the people who aren't wise enough to tell a difference are just knocking that down to plot points, you know? It's just something to progress in the story until they could find some other means of, 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 of this, this uh, you know, personal connection. And I mean, it really, you know, uh, for, for so many people who, who, are, who are there for the sense of the entertainment or, or to get something out of it, you know, that, uh, again, you know, like, I just, I don't know, I just feel like we're dancing around it because I feel like, again, the answer for that is that 
it, it just comes down to the majority of the people who are just like, oh, tragedy, whatever. They they don't they don't think about that. They they look past that to 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 hold on to what they relate to most. Well, I mean that, that's across the board. There's uh there's music scenes where the people that are really hearing the stuff they get what's going on, and then you got a bunch of hangers-ons that are they they catch the surface stuff. Same thing with like com. If you go to a comic con, you run into all these people that talk about how much a book costs, or uh, these surface, shallow BS conversations about characters. And if you're a real avid reader, if you have a advanced, comprehensive aptitude, you're getting a lot more out of the material. You understand that uh, uh, any kind of heroic story is basically uh, a morality play. But you get if you're reading comics, you get one a, a week. You get a new morality play a week, and it's like it's good for for you if you digest the information in that manner. And then you got that whole cross section that just doesn't get it. They're into it because maybe their friends into it, or because they like the gloss, they like the 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 aesthetic of it. But they're not. They come on. They're not getting it. You know, and that's across the board, and it's timeless. It probably goes back to people, ancient Greeks reading mythology. Some dude probably ate his kids because he read the story about. Kronos, the god, eating his children, wherein there's deeper stuff in that if you're actually reading the material. Now, what I'm thinking with this whole thing, because like I said, I don't want to give up on crappy movies that are fun, you know, because we can look back to Leon the Professional and say that was completely irresponsible too, yet I really liked that movie, right? What what I would like to see is, is if it's a movie like this and they knew damn well that they would reach, you know, that would be a blockbuster. And that cover, I mean, that Hit Girl would be an epically huge role model. Uh, If they could take a little more responsibility for it, just I would ask for a little bit more response. That's what I'm looking for. I don't want to get rid of these fun, crazy movies. I just would like to see more responsibility because the question for me comes down to do I really want to live in a culture where the killing of say like Ola Taylor or James Bulger, these children um, is enacted by child actors just for laughs. And if you don't know who well, they were, that's not they, the thing to expect know. from Hollywood, you know, I mean, right. that's, that's the kind of thing but to expect from more like independent film entertainment where they can develop a character <laughs> that's so vulgar and still so, appropriate in a way because True, it, 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 it has meaning. You know, Hollywood doesn't, you know, Hollywood blockbusters don't try to resonate on those notes anymore, you know, or ever. Right, that's the problem. We don't expect them to or we don't hold them to that standard. So I think they they know this. And and they, I mean, like a spoiler, like I said, if you are listening to this show, you should have known. We were going to talk about it, and you're going to hear some stuff about Kick-Ass that might give it away. But they left it wide open wide open for a Kick-Ass 3. So we know that it was left wide open so they can make more money. I don't think their intent of with course. the next Kick-Ass right, is to deliver a, a, you know, an important message. I think it's, hey, let's, let's you know, capitalize. Her next, even her next role is a is a tragic heroic figure uh, movie. Carrie, so same right. actress, and then she she uh, through the story she gets she has the ability to uh, act out against her tormentors, right? 
wait, wait, wait. They're, they're remaking Carrie, and Chloe Grace Moretz is going to be Carrie? Yeah. yeah. you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah it actually looks like it's going to be well made. It looks pretty good. I want to see it, hmm. you know. Yeah, I could see her in that role. I really could, and she. I think she's. I think she's a pretty decent actress so far. I mean, granted, this is you know all I've seen her in, but she carried it with so much confidence that I I can see her being better with age. So yeah, I could think she she could pull that off. Not that you need a ton of <laughs> of talent to do a Carrie role. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, I mean, little telekinetic girl. Freaks out and destroys the prom because kids are assholes. Basically, is what that story is. <laughs> this girl is always going to have the bloody trail behind her. I swear, she's if she's not killing, she's yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, there's a little, the, there's some subtle typecasting going on. Tragic hero y- stuff. You think? Yeah. Oh, I, um, oh yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? I I've seen that you know with the first Kick Ass, people were, you know. The, if we're going to look at this as I'm not a movie critic at all, but I, I think that the second Kick-Ass lacked a lot of what the first Kick-Ass had. If the first Kick-Ass had more of a what the hell or that is so wrong type of appeal, you know, especially with a yeah. girl's character. This one, this one felt felt forced. A lot of it felt forced. It was fun. Like I said, I'm going to keep going back to there were parts that were really fun, but a lot of it felt forced. And um, I, I don't know. I just. Uh, the whole underage, you know, because let's face it, Chloe in the first one, even being an 11-year-old, she was still in her hot little schoolgirl two-ponytail thing. And I'm going, wow, somebody who really has an issue with the whole worldwide child pornography industry would really, you uh, know. That's probably, uh, it's probably Mark Miller's fault for writing Kick-Ass to begin with. Why? Because he wrote it. Right, right. But I'm, I'm just saying. The underage schoolgirl thing. That's oh yeah, and the whole little little schoolgirl, you know, get up and such, yeah. and uh, you know, it's. And I understand that you know the filmmakers more arguing that there's nothing wrong with breaking down taboos of taste, and and that's true. You know, there there. Well, so if you want to have that conversation, you you got to talk about what a hundred years of uh, superhero characters in the comic books uh, expressing all kinds of horrible stereotypes and. All kinds of suggestive. Right. So I mean, right. come on, like look at the right. '90s image comics art. Like everybody's wearing a thong, and everybody looks like they eat steroids all the time. Or even further back, look at the 1980s and 1970s Legion of Superheroes costumes. I mean, that That's was like true. really, you know, some of the get-ups were downright like I don't know what I, you would call it. No, I I agree. I think that... Look at actual clothing trends, too, for that matter. Right. You are correct, sir. People people are are remiss to... You know, here's the thing. If you say that, oh, the the superhero, whatever superhero movie comes out, any superhero that movie comes out, if you criticize it, people are... You know, the fans are... The comic book fans are going, hey, you know, it's just supposed to be a comic book. You know, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be escapism. Knock it off. And then if you don't take it seriously enough, they're telling you, oh, come on, it was deep. It represented society. So it's, you know, it's very hard to critique any um, superhero movie. 
because yeah, what really gets what really ruffles my uh, feathers is when they go, oh, it wasn't exactly like the comic book. I already read the comic book. I don't want to yeah. see panel by panel the same thing interpreted on a film. I don't want. I don't <laughs> even want that. I want to see something fresh. I want to see something new. I want to see uh, an interpretation. I want to see some artistic license. I don't want to watch a carbon copy of something I read 50 times. Yeah, and that, that, you know, like Temper was was making a point earlier that, you know what, I never saw the uh, Kick-Ass 2 comic. You know, I glanced over the first one, but never read the second one. So I'm kind of letting, uh, you know, them tell me a story, a new story. So, um, did I get, do we get temper back? No, we didn't. We lost temper. If you want to call back in, I think we lost you. So, um, yeah, I think, I it's think because temper, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. She's temper scared of you. Yeah, it's, it's really, you know, people, who, people who look, all is here? Let's do a roll call real quick. Cause I'm not even sure. I know rock and roll. Who else? Uh, We've got yeah, you and Everybody's supposed at once. I don't. I don't know what you. Let's see. We've got Bug Nightbug. Uh, we've got Vector. We've got Moon Knight, who's who's listening right now. And uh, we've got you, and we've got Eden, uh, and we have a few people in the chat room. So, who, and it's funny. We've got more guests tonight that <laughs> that that don't put their real names on because we have to say about a movie they feel very strongly about. <laughs> Not strong enough to call in, though, I might add. Um, and, you know, let's talk about another thing. Did you guys notice? Now, now, Eden, you saw the movie, didn't you, or did you? Oh, no, I haven't, but I'm okay. keeping up pretty well. Okay. Well, um, one of the things, I think there are enough people on here who... Um, who you can you can spoil a few things for me anyway. I'll, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm It'll done. probably be a little while until I, until I get around <laughs> to it. Did anybody see, and Moon Knight, I brought you back on because I know you saw it. Did you see how many similarities there were to people that you know in the real-life superhero world? Oh, um, my God. I, I, lost, I, I was keeping count of how many, and I saw five. Uh, I, at, me alone, I counted like five uh, Easter eggs. Right? Basically. It was it was crazy. I know, right? If you if you look at any pictures of the villain, the head supervillain, which was motherfucker, um, right behind him, you will see someone who looks just. I mean, there's a there's a chubby guy with really sh- close shaved hair, and he's got the mouthpiece on. And I mean, they they did motor mouth, you know, completely. Somebody saw a motor mouth picture and decided, oh yeah. I mean, he wasn't. Okay. In it. It's just it's somebody who looks like motor, and yeah. I. You know, even the guy. Oh yeah, even the guy who uh, who was in the in the group, the the Justice Forever group. He quoted right. He yes, Insect Man. Yeah, I noticed that. They took a direct quote from Zimmer Barnes, from um, you know one of the founders of the New York Initiative, when he said he doesn't wear a mask because that would be just like going back into the closet. Really. Oh, yeah, that was from Zimmer's line in the Superheroes HBO documentary from and Michael they re- Barnett. They, they redid Insects Man and t- his entire outfit. Like, it's nothing from the comic, just so they can make that remark to make him be more like Zimmer. Right. Like, uh, and, his, and, and his, he would his spin, mesh suit. 
His mm-hmm. mesh suit was like a complete uh, parody of that one one time in the documentary where he went out at just so he could get mugged. Right, right. And and then you know there were there was somebody who reminded me of Urban. He was he was hooded. I mean, and had the the goggles on. And I think that they took easiest people to to imitate, and they imitated them fully. Oh, Phantom Zero. Is there? Yeah, Phantom Zero was yeah, on. You know, yeah, yeah, one of the villains, the guy with the dreadlocks. Death. Oops. Uh, there's a caller on. I put you on. I didn't. I actually see that you didn't hit the, the number one to be on. So just let me know now. Do you want to be on and say something, or did you just want to listen in? Yep. Oh, you want to be on? or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who's this? This is Wolf Paradox. Wolf uh, Paradox. Welcome from the Paradox Core. So, <laughs> you know what? Share your thoughts, Wolf, because we've all been just chatting away, as you can tell. Well, I, I did see the movie, and um, I saw it as a story, but at the same time, I'm concerned with the the way America is at this point. We're going to have kids running around, you know, beating up people. Yep. Yep. And, and thinking... Uh, oh, go ahead. Um, for people who understand the difference between reality and fiction... This is a perfect film, but uh, it's the people who can't distinguish that I'm worried about. That's exactly my concern, too. Um, Because, you know, if this were a tiny little indie film, like Eden was saying, if this was a film where it was just some independent film and you could see it in some little theater, that'd be fine, you know, run with it. But they knew this was going to be a blockbuster, and it is already. It's a blockbuster. So it's reaching that many people. And influencing that many people already. We've seen it. So I share your concerns. I really do. And you know what? And tell you what, you guys are all obviously the people who I have online with me right now, the people who are um, in the, you know, live talking with me. You guys are obviously all involved in the real life superhero community and probably have been for a while. For anybody who's possibly listening, because I have friends and family who have no clue about the inner workings of real-life superheroes out on the street, what's one word of advice you'd give them? Because they're listening oh, tonight. Oh, one at a time. I got my hand up. I got okay, my go hand on. up. Go ahead, then. Who is this? <laughs> this, is, this is rhymes with Uncle Otis. Okay, go um, ahead. <laughs> I, you know, and I've been saying this for a long time. We've got to quit the open-door policy to the kids. Everyone wants to rationalize it and say, oh, they need guidance. Oh, they're going to do harm if I don't chat with them for six hours out of the day. Wrong. You're a grown-up. You're you're rocking a gimmick, or you're not, whatever your jam is. And that's your thing you're doing. You're, you're, in, you're in converse with all the adults. Like I said, back in the way back days in 2000, late 99, there wasn't a bunch of kids running around. It was all adults. And... Uh, and I feel like there's this open door policy. I'll see people in full threads talking to, like, some 19-year-old about superhero stuff. I'm like, no, I facepalm every time. I'm like, you idiot. And I don't know if they like the attention. I don't know what it is. And they always rationalize it out with the same thing. Oh, I've got to talk to this kid. Oh, he needs guidance. I'm like, no, 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 no. Close the door. Block button, whatever. And know, know your marks. 
Like, if you see a profile request come in to a friend of you and they just have no pictures, they have, like, some image they grabbed off the Internet of a uh, piece of body armor or something, and they've just come up with a code name, and there's no – their fields aren't populated. There's nothing, like – and you can tell by the syntax and little things they say, oh, I'm dealing with, like, uh, an emotionally underdeveloped minor here. Like, don't entertain it. Period. No. Don't quit. No. Quit this open door policy with the kids. This is this is not their world. They're not welcome here. No, I agree. Let them, they, let them do their let thing. Them let them get mm-hmm. to their twenties. Let them learn some stuff in life, and then you know whatever. But don't just be. Uh, don't encourage that. I don't. I I feel very strongly about everybody is so quick to like entertain the, these kids' fantasies about. But that's this like stuff. telling kids though to wait till their twenties to start having sex. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it kind of is, though. I mean, there, there, there are so many things that kids are going to, you know, children well, then, especially, children especially are emulators, you know. They, they they see and they emulate. And then as they get older, you know, as their motor skills develop, they, 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 they learn to adapt to the things they've emulated so much in the past. And, you know, it, it's really, in, in the world we live in, the things they emulate at such young ages are going to condition them to... To, to to not wait anywhere near their 20s to want to do the, to the, the the things that make them feel adventurous or alive or a way they can relate to, to someone they idolize, you know? Well, I, so let the people that are legally responsible for them deal with that and not a stranger in a costume. Doesn't that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, I agree absolutely. Yeah, Don't you think of terms like liability? Don't you think, you know, if I Certainly. was some dad and I saw my kid on a long thread with some dude that post pictures of his batons or something, and I'm wearing body armor, la, la, la. And this guy is talking to my uh, 17-year-old, and I catch it because uh, I accidentally see their Facebook. I might be a little pissed off about that. I might call somebody if I was of that inclination, if I was that kind of dad. I'm not, I don't have kids of my own, so I don't know that experience, but I'm just part, trying to put myself in that perspective. And I might be pretty jammed up about that. I might be like, this is weird. I don't understand it. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. I don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling about this. I feel like I should do something to protect my kid. You know? Like, nobody thinks. That's a that's an interesting... Um, you know, you're both giving up good points. I, I see that it's true that they should have guidance. It should first come from their parents. Um, I don't believe in letting them on teams until they're 18. That's ridiculous. Um, uh, but I believe that if they do have questions, that I would probably keep myself open for them, but I would always refer them back to their parents. Um, so I have a quick uh, quote to input on this topic. Uh, sure. I like uh, whoever said uh, it was like kids being interested in sex. Well, if that's the case, like scare the shit out of them. Just tell them, like, all the bad shit. Yeah, just, like, it, like quote, uh, quote unquote, show them a, a folder of STDs, but instead of that, just show, show them pictures of people who get beat up Good on the call, street. Good call, baby doll. That was perfect. I mean, yeah, Thanks, just, Moon Knight. That's I mean, Moon Knight, right? Really don't, yes. People really okay. just, they don't really know what they're getting into. And, and I mean... That's why I mostly just work with charity because, like, I I know I'm basically not really capable of like crime patrols. But kids these days they they think well, they're well, like well, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I have to stop you because you know what? 
I never hear that enough in the real-life superhero world. You just said that you know you're not really capable of crime patrols. And, you know, i got to applaud you on that because that, you know, that's, that yeah. statement right there is void of ego. And, and there's ego in the community. So I, I thank you for saying that. Yeah. I, I just wish people would know, know their limits a little bit more before heading out. Right, exactly. By the way, we've got Bear Man. Welcome, Bear Man, on online. Yes, so glad yes. you're able to, to join us. Hey, everybody. One of my favorite people. Very, very nice guy, and uh, kind of the scariest teddy bear ever. But yeah. <laughs> I try. So, and oh, so so. Uh, thank you for uh, rhymes with Uncle Otis gave us something great. You know what? And. Uh, Moon Knight, thank you for interjecting. Anybody else want to add in if they'd give some advice to noobs out there on the scene? Because you know they're going to be. Definitely uh, stay realistic. You know, definitely be be, yeah. be a realist is the most important thing. You want to be a real life superhero. Well, be a realist for starters. It's really you know that that's what it comes down to. We just said you know to know your limits. You know, it's it's it, there's a great quote that you know kind of makes me. That, it's uh, the. Um, the cautious, uh, the courageous don't live forever, but the cautious don't live at all. And it's you know, so oh, it's, it's always like fun that. for people to wanna. It's always fun for for people to wanna test their limits and to see how far they can go. But it's that comes down to being a realist as well, is to you know test your limits in a more appropriate setting. You know, this is this is the <laughs> kind of setting where knowing your limits is is definitely important. So you know, I, I like that quote very much, and I hold it dearly. But it's also something to to really consider on a on a circumstantially like case by case basis. You know, this is not this you is not are a correct to test your limits. When <laughs> when you're when you're putting your, your life at at risk at, at you know at, at any point it's it's not a point to test your limits, you know, if, if it's not your comfort zone. Oh God, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Eden. And Yeah, uh, I've always built myself as a people helper, not a crime fighter and I've been I've I've uh made that statement many times over the years. You know, well, what I used to that's say, label. one uh-huh. thing I always say is that I'm here to help uh, the average person not punish you. And that's something I don't I don't know if everyone keeps in mind all the time. I think a lot of people want to, you know, take out their aggressions on, you know, I think that there's obviously something behind the scenes making them want to do that. And that's, that is obviously the wrong way. And I think Kick-Ass kind of glorifies the fun in... Oh, let's see, chopping someone's hand off or <laughs> what have you. Right. right. Is that Bear Man? Is that you, Bear Man? That, that's me. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah. And yeah, I I'm, also, I'm glad uh, Moon Knight is here because I recently watched his, um, there's a few videos, they did a panel at their Comic-Con, I believe. And yes. he made a very good point uh, when we were talking about, you know, what advice we would give newcomers. Um who are, you know, of good judgment and uh, probably over the age of 20, um, mm-hmm. he said to first look up your state laws and uh, city ordinances. Very important. I oh, don't right. think a lot of people do that. Uh, I don't think the guy in Kick-Ass 2 who was dual-wielding hacksaws, uh, <laughs> someone <laughs> off the top of my head, probably he didn't look anything up. Um, I doubt, you know, what is it, Captain Gravity or Dr. Gravity, whatever his name is? Doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm Dr. sure Gravity. Metal Bat's not going to draw attention from the police. Like, right, yeah. right. Like, what do you guys even think? Like, oh, I get to make up a story. 
great. Um, be a writer. You know, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not what we're here for. Right, exactly. Um, what about you, Wolf? What would you give? Uh, what would you give out some advice for a noob? I don't mean to interrupt you, but I uh, I've got to cut out. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. And um, no problem. Have a great night, everybody. You too, Have and we appreciate night. your input. No Bye. problem. Okay, Good so one. I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. <laughs> Thanks, Bug. Bug's got it. So. So Wolf Wolf Paradox, what what uh, advice would you give? Because uh, there's going to be a lot of noobs out there, and you know what, they're going to be friending you. What would you give them upon? Uh, um, when I give them advice, they usually run from me because I tell them stuff <laughs> like, uh, um, find a local charity to help, pick up trash in a park or along the roadside, donate to food banks or donate old clothing. Uh, and just do little stuff like that. There is Good nothing way to start. right. Amen. Well, there's Re- remain of service. Right, service. It's community. You know what I would tell them is is you want to be realistic about this and you really want to be a hero. Well, why don't you make some community connections first and see what see where you, they really need you in the community. You know. Um, and there's nothing that 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 advice is good advice. If they run, then really what they wanted to hear was, oh well, first you strap on these bracers <laughs> and you make sure that you got the latest taser, you know. And and really, yeah. that's when they need to be directed back to their parents <laughs> for help. I'm sorry. That's well, that's what I was going to say. As a just, just an overall idea is uh, to to give advice is well, look, do you really want to go out and dress up and and you know fight crime specifically doing you know which i you know it, it, are you going to be a a band-aid on a, on a minor problem and possibly causing more irritation than actually any good or do you actually want to try and maybe focus on getting to the root of the problem before you even decide to dress up and run out into the world you know good point good point vector thank you because you know it's, it's and i'm not gonna i you know i used to talk bad about people going out putting on masks and patrolling I'm not, because it's going to keep going on and on. And while I don't agree with it for myself, because for one thing, I, I don't feel like I can see as well in a mask as I could, you know, with just, um, with nothing on. Uh, not with nothing, but paint, you get what Paint's great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> paint, paint is Especially good. for those of us that wear glasses, a mask really don't work. Right, yeah. right. Exactly, and I I have to wear my reading glasses too. Uh, you know the the patrols are good as as a deterrent. Say there's a really scary alleyway from here to there. It would be nice to know that there's a little patrol walking back and forth, helping you get to and from your destination. That's great. As far as taking part, I don't think we should take part in anything other than your normal citizen would take part in, and that's first calling the police and de-escalating if you can. I'm a big fan of de-escalation. Thank you. Um, yeah. That is right. Yeah. I, do that, I do that every day at work. Oh, there you go. See? I mean, and if you, you don't call pra- the police, nothing, nothing's really going to get done either way. Right. Yeah. right. I, I bring that up because, you know, community involvement, I feel like, you know, a lot of people downplay it, and I'm like, well, that's, you get the community together, you get them involved, that's getting to the root, that's getting, you know, people involved in, you know, a community group patrol, neighborhood watches, things like that. Right. You know, right. knowing your neighbors and inviting them into conversations instead of just kind of, you know, being in your own world. I feel like it involves others and get to know 
everyone in, in Palm around you. The good things and will happen. And that's it. And that's it. Getting to know your neighbors. I mean, how of us know? How many of us know all neighbors, all four neighbors on all four sides of the home we live in? Not a lot of us do, and that's, you know, how can you help if you don't? You can't even talk to your neighbors about things that are going on in your neighborhood. And um, Temper, how about you? You're you're quiet over there. What what advice would you give noobs that come out and want to do this? Oh, God. Oh, um, oh there you are. <laughs> hi. Um, I think um, I think the first thing would really be to find what's already in your area. You know, you don't want to be duplicating work. Um, it's kind of what you're just saying and just knowing what your community needs. And there might be a community organization that's already doing that. And if they're doing it, why would you battle that? Why would you waste those resources that your city really needs? Find ways to support them and call attention. Like we do with, um, you know, with signs twice a year, signs of hope. We go out and we call attention to community organizations that are making a difference already that may just need more funding or more support. Right. So do something like that before you decide to go out there and tackle, you know, this drug lord that you heard about through your sister's boyfriend's cousin, ex-girlfriend, <laughs> and who you are equipped to go and fight. And there's there's no way, there's no good option for you in that situation, but there is a way for you to help people that are already doing good work. Or right. form a team if you really want to and pick something that you can realistically tackle, but network together. Figure out, okay, what do you, what skills do you have that I could learn? And spend a while getting your team really solid, and then, you know, then approach someone else who has been doing this for a while and say, this is what we have to offer. How can you use us? Good point. Good point. Yeah. And you can do that in oh. your costumes, guys. Do them in your outfits oh, if you want to. That, that That's a good lead. It, it brought something... Uh, Right to my mind, if you are, uh, if I'm very interested in working a gimmick, if anyone has figured out who I am yet, you already know that I'm, I've, I cultivate my gimmick uh, over years, and I just keep expounding upon it, because that's the fun part for me. I'm, I want to have fun. Uh, why not do good things, because doing good things is fun, so I add a little extra fun. So, if you're going to work a gimmick, have fun, you know, a whole like, oh, I'm a dark, brooding, body-armored freak with tasers is not realistic. That's not realistic to walk around in public and look like a SWAT team member or a, or a terrorist. Like, I don't wear body armor. I got, I got, I ordered a, an indestructible umbrella recently, and it's a legal thing to carry, and the only reason I carry a self-defense tool is because I open myself open to ridicule, and I'm around areas where uh, it's city. So there's, like, inebriated people running around, and every once in a while you do run across that guy that wants to, uh, you know, act big in front of his friends. And, again, de-escalation, you just handle it light, and you're funny, and you have the ability to laugh at yourself. Yes, I'm in a silly costume, and I'm having a great old time, you know? Like, you, you have fun with it. If you're going to work a gimmick, not everyone works a gimmick. Like, rock and roll says she doesn't wear a mask and all this stuff, whatever. Uh, and that's cool as hell, too. But if you are of the inclination that the gimmick is very part of what your vision for this whole thing is, have fun with the gimmick. Don't yeah, be threatening. Absolutely. Don't look like you're going to hurt somebody. Like, you can have your look, and you can still look in a way that says to people, oh, okay, they're doing this. This is what they're doing. And they kind of get it, right? You know, color is a big part of that. Uh, use an iconic imagery that already exists, not like 
You know, some guys get away with the full gas and that thing. I don't know how Urban Avenger walks around without getting harassed, <laughs> but he's he somehow he figured that out. But uh, well, but in my city, even, if you walk around with a full face mask, you're gonna the cops stop you. Even more think, than that, think about who you're going to be interacting with. If you're going to be wearing some big old scary dark brooding, you know, my soul is a black pit of death costume. Then <laughs> think about if your goal is saying, I just no, I just want to do homeless outreach. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Please do homeless outreach. But they are not going to appreciate you coming up on them in the middle of the night or middle of the day looking like the freaking Grim Reaper. It freaks yeah. them out, and understandably so. And then, you know, on the other hand, the best de-escalation yes, yes is not escalating in the first place. You come up on somebody and you're dressed like that, it's exactly like what you were saying. They are going to see... Like, I'm going to make fun of you. I'm going to attack you because I can look like a big shot in front of my friends. And we saw a really good example of this about a year ago now with Orange Shirt Guy versus another self-proclaimed superhero. And it went poorly. It went horrifically poorly. And would that have happened if he weren't dressed up? We don't know. But I would guarantee you that it would have escalated a hell of a lot quicker if, you know, you aren't dressed like you're out there for attention. So just keep that in mind if you're going to pick a gimmick versus functional wear that you can wear on the street that it still keeps you safe. There's still ways to wear things that make you feel like a superhero if you want it or that will keep you safe if you're doing outreach where you don't look like, you know, you're out there to collect someone's soul. Yeah, and have fun, <laughs> you know, have fun with it. Remember... You're a person in a in a in in a getup that doesn't look normal to people. You know, some people like they're in the spirit. Some people are lighthearted and they give you the fist bump and they're like, "Hey, all right." Other people might not look at it like that, and you gotta uh, respect their view too. You gotta be like, "Okay, I understand. It doesn't make you comfortable. I'm gonna move over here." What? You know what I mean? Like, or you kind of laugh at yourself. Oh yeah, well, you're, you know, you're a freak. Oh, I'm having a blast. Whatever. I don't care. You know, the lighthearted, fun, funny, uh, smile a lot to people. It's, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. not threatening. On a side note, I think we should put this all in a PSA for new RLS age. Oh, no no doubt. We're Hell definitely yeah. going to, we take Hell all yeah. the notes from here and we That's put them on our tribe idea. radio page. Definitely. I I, th- I agree. I, I think there's a lot of good information <laughs> yeah. being passed around tonight. Um, I wanted to bring up the, the topic, the idea of, like, respect also, uh, that I, I totally respect the space, but, uh, you know, the danger man. He talks about, you know, food and the, the schools, right? And I, I highly doubt, like, him talking about nutrition and everything and, 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 and good food and good eat, he's not going to be getting, like, his respect from a, from a you know, only gang member on the street going, hey, man, that guy's, you know, looking for trouble. But no, he's trying to bring good to the world, and that would bring respect. On the contrary, like hey, someone's up looking for trouble. They might want to beat someone up with a you know with a nightstick. Let's say he's dressed up like Kick for example. He's looking for trouble, and trouble's going to find you. And is that basically what happened in, in Kick Ass Two, where where you've got roving the villains now? They're basically on the lookout for for the for the heroes. And is that do you think maybe yeah, possibility pre- from this sec- that that possibly would be on the street? looking for people trying to be superheroes? I think we're going to see that with with this movie that just highlighted I mean, a lot of people in there were laughing in the movie that I saw last night in the, in the showing. More people were laughing at the villains and, than they were laughing at necessarily kick-ass and hit-girl. It was more 
of them say, like, yeah, right on and doing stuff like that, which, you know, may be indicative of people starting to see that, you know, like there's the RLSV community, the real-life supervillains, and maybe some people are gravitating more towards that. Maybe that's how they're going to be, is purposely hunting down their city's, you know, superheroes and just to make fun of them. And it could be lighthearted, like, oh, my God, you look like a tool. But it could be something more serious, and do you really want to bring that on yourself? That was yeah. a concern I had, if that is, in fact, what the message was from the movie, but I was trying to see if that happened or not. Well, you just going to have to go, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you more about that um, that one later. I I think, did we get everybody for their little bit of advice to the noobs? Because they're, like I said, I see them popping up already. <laughs> no? Yeah? Um, I, would, I would add a couple of things. I would, you know what, if, if anybody, when I get uh, requests, friend requests, and they're nice enough because, you know, if you're listening right now, I, I don't accept friend requests. It's nothing snobby. I only do it if you give me a tiny little note about yourself. Um, that way I know you're I not a spam reasonable. bot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've had spam bots request me, and I didn't realize it until later. So this way I just go, hey, this is me. That's all. And then I usually ask them what made you decide to get into this, you know, line of work, as it were. But what I do tell them to do if they ask for advice is I ask them to go and uh, check with their community emergency response team. Because really, you want to be the biggest, most badass superhero in the world. If some major disaster occurs in your area and you're able to help, you are completely heroic to me. You really are. I mean, if you're helping that little old lady get out of a, a you know house that just got shaken down by an earthquake, which is big in California, you're a hero. Conversely, <laughs> If you're walking around with a mask and you're only doing patrols and an earthquake hits and you don't have the slightest clue on how to perform CPR or how to help somebody out of, you know, something, then I'm thinking, you know what, you're just a poser. And that's what I have the yeah. biggest problem with. So I would say don't be a poser. So. <laughs> also, it, helps, it helps to maybe get into a field, too. Like the field I work in, you have to know CPR, you have to know de-escalation tactics, you have to know, uh, you have to have a certain command of people skills. And, like, I, I work with addicts and alcoholics and people with uh, mental instabilities. So, and I work at re- treatment residence. So we're there at night when they're done with groups and we're doing UAs and we're doing redirection and we're doing observe and report and we're doing all this stuff. So it's like at work I'm doing the same thing that I'm doing when I'm out, but when I'm out, I'm just doing it without pay or medical benefits, and I'm in a fun costume. <laughs> right, right. And I'm not yeah. doing UAs while I'm out, thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. And See, and, and that's the whole thing. It's practice makes perfect. So you're doing, you know, what needs to be done and practicing it every day, and I believe that that's what helps us when we're out there on the street. So, um We've got like seven minutes left. Is anybody, you know, any last-minute thoughts on Kick-Ass? Because, like I said, I, I thought parts of it were extremely fun. I wish it would have been a little bit more responsible in certain areas because it had many instances where it could have been, and I was kind of bummed to see that they left it open for a third one, and it's obvious that they want to capitalize on it and not really make any big statements with it. But... Like Eden said, you know, I'm expecting that of Hollywood, and perhaps that's a little naive of me. But, you know, I'm I'm going to keep expecting things like that to happen. So anyone else? Last-minute so, thoughts ooh. on Kick-Ass? So far, one so, quick, far I, 
so far I've been reading the Kick-Ass 3 comics, and uh, yeah, it totally looks uh, like it's going to be a lot more bloody and gore than oh the my. first two. Yeah, wow. uh, because the first comic, all I know is that Hit Girl is in a prison. So, wow. And, wow. and it looks like Kick-Ass is trying to break her out. So that, that to me, is the red flag. I wow. mean, yeah, I mean, it, I've don't I've seen like uh, panels of it, and Hit Girl is in a prison. She's in handcuffs. You know, she's in the orange jumpsuit, and it looks like Kick Ass and Justice Forever is tr- gonna break her out for some yeah. grand scheme or something. I got w- I got one. More, I'm sorry to do to be like because I know the time is limited. I got one more quick thing to say to to the new kids and even the old kids. You don't have to explain yourself. If you're out doing protagonistic stuff, if you're altruistic, you never have to explain yourself. Sometimes I find the best way to handle an interaction I have is they're like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, costume party, and I just move on, you know? (laughs) Or usually the question I get asked the most is, what party are you going to or what party are you coming from? And I just go, oh, wouldn't you like to know? And I keep moving. I don't have to explain what I'm doing. I'm having, you know? Yeah. Um, you and know so what? sometimes uh, that's the best tactic is just to be like, yeah, a costume party, and then scoop. Yeah, to be flip about it. That's true. Yeah. There's uh, In the chat room, we do have someone sharing, and I would give you their name, but it says unknown. <laughs> Shades of Grey had a similar effect as, as kicked ass, I'm assuming. I keep sharing reports of deaths and lawsuits and assaults brought about by people who are trying something inspired from reading those books. The fact that there is a movie being made on that is nerve-wracking. So, yes, it's good, you know, it's, it's it's light, it's fun. On the other hand, it's completely irresponsible. So as as long as we understand that and we talk about it, there's a step already in the right direction. Um, you know, share with your friends how you feel about it. If you feel that it was, irres- that it was fun yet irresponsible, share that, you know. Get your message out there. So four minutes left. Anybody else have anything to say? Turtle. Oh, you're all so quiet. Yeah, turtle. Yeah, turtle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, teenage Mutant. I swear to God, when they remake that, I'm going to feel so much. Game over. <laughs> Thank turtle you. power. And, and that's Nightbug. <laughs> that's Nightbug's two cents to add. Oh, we never asked you. Nightbug, you got like four minutes. What did you think? No pressure. Not at all. Um... <laughs> Well, of course, we saw it together. Um, we did? Kidding, go ahead. Uh, uh, okay. That's why you're still sitting here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it was okay. I, I liked the first movie um, much more than the second movie. I I thought this, this kind of lacked charm, if you could call the first kick-ass a charming movie. <laughs> it was so charming. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least it was... It was fresh enough the first with the first movie still. Um, I thought the second movie lost a little bit of that. I don't know if it's the director's fault or, um, yeah, not 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 the same as the first. But I definitely have to agree with all the points that were brought up tonight about uh, responsibility, responsibility yeah. and reality, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you want to uh, read like the first oh, yeah. chat room? Oh yeah, this is an interesting comment in the chat room. 
it says, we can never leave it to movies and video games to portray reality. They are entertainment, and it's up to free-thinking individuals to differentiate between entertainment for, for profit, profit and, and art. art. Good point. You need to hear the beginning amen. of this. Uh, uh, amen. You need to hear the beginning of this whole show where we were talking about that, the ability to differentiate between um, entertainment and uh, reality. So, yeah, yeah, good point. Hey, Thank hey you. Bug, what about, what about Bug's advice for noobs? Oh, yeah, good one. Oh, uh, by the way, that person also says, otherwise all Grand Theft Auto games should be eradicated. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. And Call yeah, of Duty, to too, that's that. the horriblest. Yeah. Right. You want to go out and beat people up? Go play GTA. That'll okay. that'll get it out of your system. There's yeah. there's some advice for noobs right there. Really? If you want. <laughs> yeah. That's bugs advice. Whatever happened noobs. to Super Mario Brothers? Go play that instead. Seriously, I play Kirby. Right. I mean, come on. Hey, <laughs> Super hey, Mario is just like remember? endorses drug use because he takes those pills all the time. He doesn't take them. He touches them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then he I, runs faster. I bet all of you remember this song. Join in with me. Okay. Rock Rock to be able to help if they if if they threw in a PSA at the end like G.I. Joe. That have that have absolved all responsibility. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, we have a minute to go, so in that minute, I want to thank my callers. I want to thank, uh, well, I want to thank Bug for always being right here and operating the board. So if you hate the sound clips, send hate mail to Bug. Um, <laughs> if you love them, send hate mail to Bug. It doesn't rub that way. Vector for calling in. Thank you, Moon Knight, and thank you for rhymes with Uncle Otis. Thank you, Wolf Paradox. Thank you, Bear Man. Thank you, Eden. And thank you, Temper, you guys. And thank you for everyone in the chat room. Um, I really thought I was going to be by myself on this one. And you guys didn't let me down. Uh, fun subject, uh, important subject, especially for those of us in the real-life superhero community. Um, and with that, I want you all to have a safe, wonderful, wonderful uh, week. And share the link of this with your friends if you want them to hear what you had to say. It'll be uh, archived. Yeah. Rock, before you go, I, I just say, uh, some, sometime soon we got to hook up and do a, a needle pickup or something, for sure. Oh, dude, yeah. it's already, all right, we're, we're absolutely going to do that. Are you kidding me? All right. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Have a good day, guys. Have yeah. a great one, guys. Thanks. All right. Bear man out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.